It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode with Craig Rowan, the podcast where I invite a guest over. We watch any TV show they choose, and then we talk about that and other bullshit. Uh, I'd like to welcome today Streeter Seidel from College Humor. Hi, Craig. How you doing? I'm I'm good. You're you I'm look pretty good. good. You look good. Thank you. Your you look great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'll take that as a great compliment. And, yeah, you should. And I'll decide to talk about my body right now. And, oh, okay. Uh, I feel good. Um, welcome sure you look great your hair is a little bit longer now. it is longer i'm Uh, letting it go till my wife tells me i have to stop see the thing for me is that it's summer time i feel like you want to keep it shorter just like it it might doesn't get hotter for you can i tell you what i do this Uh is what i do i do this like i'd say once once every year and a half this is my plan i decide that i'm gonna just let my hair grow and I'm going to let my beard grow out, mm-hmm. right? But then I've been, like, going to the gym a lot. So my plan is, like, make my face and head look worse and worse. But secretly mm. be getting in really good shape. And then, like, there's always going to be this big reveal. I'm going to cut all my hair off and shave. And all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, my God, look at how handsome and strong that guy is. But I've never like that's I'm not, a genius I'm, idea. That's like a personal <laughs> uh, the biggest loser. Like it's yeah. the only way to recreate that <laughs> the, the curtain opening. I live for the reveal, but I've never like gotten there. Like as I give up on the gym right. or like hurt my knee or something, and then I'll just like sadly cut my hair one day and know that the plan's not going to work. But maybe this year the plan will work. Well, what you an alternate version is you could start wearing like a. Uh, not it would start as a thin fat suit, but then as your months go on, as you're working out, you get a bigger and bigger fat suit. So everybody's mm. like, "Man, he is letting He's, himself." Yeah. Go. Oh God, look at him! And then one day you just don't wear the fat suit, and they're like, "I could just shit. wear like bigger, looser clothes." That's true. And like, <laughs> he, no one's gonna think like, "Oh wow, he's um, he's getting so skinny; his clothes don't fit." They're gonna be like. He's trying to hide the lines of his body. <laughs> right, right, right. Or you can spend thousands of dollars on fat suits. Yeah, or I could do that. <laughs> or I could just go... I could get a lap band, too. Which one's... Oh, that's the surgery? Yeah, I could get that crazy easy. I think I'll probably qualify. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, we're going to stop this right now. We're going <laughs> to get, get a band. lap band. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so... Um, you. Why don't you tell me uh, and the audience what you decided to watch today? So I decided to watch uh, The Wonder Years, uh, season one, episode three, I believe, right. called My Father's Office. Ooh, okay. Whoops. Okay. So I'm oh, going to look the wrong it back one? up. Yes, I did. I oh. had... Um, Which one did you oh, have? I was looking at season three. I was looking at Wayne on Wheels. Oh, that uh, that one's not, I think that's when Wayne gets his driver's license. Yes, it is. Uh, that you know, that, I'm sure that's also fantastic. Um, so this is oh, this is a great one. Okay, yeah, this so is, now I'm this back is an excellent episode. I haven't seen it in a really, really long time, so I'm like, I I remember seeing it as a kid, and um, feeling like a lot of empathy, uh, strangely with Kevin's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but also like it really helped me like understand adults a lot better. It really like showed me the world of adults because right. the show's from a kid's perspective. So like, 
you know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm like Kevin. And then he goes through this whole thing in the episode. And I was like, I get it. I get why my dad acts like a dick sometimes. <laughs> like, I understand now that, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we'll save it. We'll save this for we'll after. We'll save it for after. We'll give, well, let's give the, I'll read the synopsis that Netflix provides. It says, The after, synopsis is really funny. <laughs> after Kevin asks his dad about what he does at work, Jack brings his son to work at Norcom all caps, and shows him around. Kevin gets a glimpse into his father's life after spending the day with him, and in the end, he realizes that his father is a great man. <laughs> his father is a great man. Oh. That's unbelievable. After a day. Uh, you know what I, re- what I came across on Netflix? Really funny series description for Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh. <laughs> for a specific it's, episode? No, for the whole for series. For the whole series. I like, kind of like, I, I watched it on a Wii and I kind of like hovered over it and the series description comes up. It's uh, it's really fun. I feel like someone, someone who's working at Netflix is a jokester. All right. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, look Dawson's it up. Dawson's Creek. So the full... Sin- yeah, read that... Read the um, synopsis. This is the synopsis for Dawson's Creek. This thought-provoking nighttime soap about a group of close-knit teens led by dreamer Dawson Leary frankly portrays the issues of adolescence that obsess young adults as they navigate through high school and college, including sex, sex, and sex. <laughs> what? There's, what a, the there's a prankster at Netflix writing up these show descriptions. Wow, that is... Amazing! I've never seen the show. I assume they don't show that much sex as a... I just think it's like a, you know, as much of a focus for them as it is in any other teen show. Yeah, that's so awesome. That really makes me want to watch it more than if... I know. I was like, I think I might watch this show. But then it also has two and a half stars. Yeah. And it says, the best guest for Craig, 2.3 stars. Oh. Um, So that's not... And that has an average of... Almost a mil of seven hundred ninety three thousand ratings, which is unbelievable. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, so I actually recently watched some of Wonder Years, which is it was one of those shows where I obviously hadn't seen it since it was on, which was in the late eighties, early nineties, and then it all of a sudden came back on Netflix with a terrible version of the theme song. And I got to, I guess I didn't have the copyright for it anymore of the uh, Joe Cocker. The Joe Cocker so it's not just like, what would you do? Like, it sort of sounds Does it bad. not have the real Joe Cocker version? It doesn't have the real Joe Cocker. It's like a... Um, they went to the Ringo one? Yeah, it's, it's like, it just isn't good. It's just like, Joe Cocker has like a gravelly voice. This guy is like mid between just like bad and it's just... Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, so that let me down. But it's it, I, it was one of those shows where I was like, will this hold up because it's a show for my childhood it's which is already nostalgic and then the show is very nostalgic on top right. of it because Double it's about layer. the 60s so it's like and what i've realized through this podcast is like a lot of stuff that i'm nostalgic back does not hold up but i think the show is pretty great like i think wonder years is great yeah it really uh it's like um a sentimental you know kind of um soft uh, often very soft show about you know pretty some pretty heavy issues, but it deals with them in kind of like a sappy way. Yeah. But the characters are so awesome. well defined. Like Wayne is just the perfect older brother character. Just like this sneering, like like just terrible, um, jealous, torturing 
confident asshole yeah. idiot that you're just like he's I I my buddy Adam had an older brother Mark when we were kids who would, who was like he was Wayne he would just like come around and like fart on you and then oh. crack up and like you know you're just like always dreading Mark coming into the room because you knew shit was going down when Mark showed up and uh, the one the one character that I never that that stuck out is like not great is the mom oh really the mom mm. character she has her moments but um well she's com- sort of i think i remember there might be i can't remember which episode but she's sort of like the bland sort of house yeah yeah sort of like goes around and you know goes through the motions and almost she's always like there but almost like, like medicated in a way which if she was that would be a great little piece for the yes, show because yes. that's like the age of the medicated housewife. But yeah. I feel like I feel like there's might be one episode in the first couple of seasons where she like either breaks out of that or sort of like explains why she's like that or something. But I agree, she sort of is. Yeah, like I definitely could have missed it. Like you don't you don't watch. I didn't watch the Wonder Years like you watch TV now, right? Where it's like like na- you know when I was watching the Wonder Years it was like if uh, you know I just missed it one week. If my if my parents didn't decide to watch it one week. Then I didn't see that. Well, one, it's, it's also very episodic. It's not like you'll be like, yeah. "Where am I this time?" All right, yeah. it's the 1960s, and everything's the 1960s. It really, um, yeah, that show. Like, it, it was a, it was good prep because let's see, it came out in '88, so I was six years old, um, and so I wasn't like dealing with what you know. I wasn't the age yet right. where Kevin starts. I think it starts when he's like twelve. Yeah, I think it's going or something. Yeah, eleven or twelve years old. Um, but it was like it was very good preparation for growing up because it kind of hit every big issue you go through as you're like you know becoming a, a teenager yeah well they, a, a they young really adult. do it's amazing he starts middle school he goes through like everything like puberty like the first school dance like a friend like when his brother dies like in right for, like it's all this stuff like where he's like oh we're growing up and it is i was even younger than you so it's like I'm younger than you. Yeah, I get it, man. Right. <laughs> You're doing really I've well. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like, it shows you what you're in. St- like, and it. I feel like it's even for being really young. You're totally. It's totally relatable because Fred Savage is great in it. Like, oh, he just man. feels like Perfect. a kid. Like he loves baseball. Like he likes girls. Like it just feels like. And he's innocent, but he's funny and snarky too. And you know what the thing is with with Kevin Fred Savage's character, um, he's a dick a lot in the yes, show. Yes. Like he's yeah. a dick to his friends, and uh, you're often a dick to your friends when you're a kid. Like totally you tell on him, you blame him for stuff, you get mad at him for no reason. Like don't talk yeah, to him. You the like, whole thing with like Winnie is like a back and forth that's just like yeah. in one episode he's like I hate you, and then like they love each other. You know, it's but like, it's so. It's so true, and like as I got older and went through middle school and and high school and stuff, I was like, yeah, that really is what it's like. Like I had this girl I was friends with, and then one day she grew boobs, and then it was weird, and now we don't talk to each other, but I love her, but I hate her. Like uh, very, very – and you know what else is funny about Kevin? This is more an observation about the show, I realized, that he'll be (laughs) – it's really funny – if you if you go back and watch it on Netflix, look for instances of him doing this. He'll be like really mean to Paul, right? He'll like call him like a loser with no friends and blah. And they'll get you know the episode. They'll be 
not talking to each other. They'll be in a right, fight right. or something. Um, and because Kevin narrates the whole thing as an older guy, like you understand his thought process the whole time. And so, you know, you never wind up thinking at the end of the episode, Kevin's a dick, but he never apologizes. Wow. Like, it'll always be one of those things where the voiceover is like, um, uh, something like, I, I wanted to tell Paul I was sorry for all the things I said, but best friends have a way of just understanding. And then, like, Paul <laughs> not being mad at him anymore, but it's like... Wait a minute, man! You never said you're but sorry. That's so funny <laughs> like, because that is also like sort of realistic. Too. Yeah, it's totally. Like Paul is like, even though he's a great character, he's like the loser. So he's a like, loser. Even if he does get shit on, like he and like Kevin's pretty he's sort of cool. Like he's nerdy, but he's cool. So it's like, yeah, of course he'll be back. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter. So that's funny. so funny. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that. Someone did a funny. I forget who it was. Maybe it was you. A comedian did a thing where they took the... Oh, John Friedman. Where yeah, it was John silent. Friedman. Oh, yeah, takes the great... voiceover out of the Wonder Years. It's just super yeah, funny. It tells, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's like him saying a joke of like, if you take out the voiceover, Wonder Years is like basically about awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they show, it's like a shot of Kevin and his mom. Like they say like two words to each other and then there's like 40 seconds of them Yeah, just 40 looking. seconds of them just looking at each other back it's and forth. pretty genius. Yeah, now when I watch, that's a great joke too because now when I watch the show, I'm totally aware of like, yeah. oh my God, they are just staring at each other. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, why don't we, why don't we take a watch? Let's do it. My Father's Office. And uh, and we'll be back. Peter Dante on two. Yeah, Phyllis, thanks. Hello, Pete. Yeah, Jack Arnold. How are you? Good, good. Listen, Pete, I was just talking to Jeff Myers over... I don't know. I don't know. I'm checking on it right now. Oh, well, help, Pete. They can just get someone else then. I had no idea what my father was talking about, but suddenly I fell in love with the rhythm and flow of it all. The way he punched those phone buttons, flipped through papers, gave orders. He had power, authority, just like at home, only here it was even more mysterious and impressive. Listen, I'm working on it right now. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Look, call Albuquerque, tell him Rusty ordered uh, A.G. Lampert, and you get me to purchase orders from last week. I forgot my briefcase in the car. Kevin. Just watched it. Pretty good. Pretty great. I think it holds up. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, solid show. A little, a little um, cheesier at points than, yes. than a modern, you know, dramedy, I guess. It's definitely aged a little. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not, it's not uh, as slick as it probably was back then. Right. But um, it's great. I mean, like, I, I like it. I feel like you, you, it's not, it's corny in that like there's a lesson learned at the end of every episode but it's not like you know a full house where you're just like oh yeah yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not forced it's like these actually are because they pick such great situations yeah it's like it's very um it's kind of like a pete and pete-esque thing where they're like they manage to like ring a meaningful half hour out of like the most minor little detail of growing up or something. And like, um, the ability to like, it's pretty impressive actually for the writers to, to take something like silly, like going to work with your dad. And, but then like looking at it from a kid's perspective again and being like how big that is. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, so basically he goes to, 
his dad's office, which is Norcom, which is just this sort of generic. Not his yeah. mom doesn't know what they do. His brother doesn't know that. Nobody sort of really the, knows. His sister believes they make some sort of component to uh, some military device to, that burns villages exactly. in Vietnam. <laughs> exactly. You can which tell is, that sister's not long for the show. Yeah, she basically <laughs> every episode her role is to have three or four lines where she says something. Something, like that. yeah, and something then hippie-esque. Like, and, and then, then <laughs> they just sort of like don't speak to it and then turn away. Um, although there was an episode where she has a hippie boyfriend. I who remember. confronts the dad. They have like a big argument. About like, he was in Korea, He was in Korea, exactly. He, he's talking about, this, the kid's talking about how like going off to Vietnam is stupid and all the kids out there. And, and then his dad's school, the dad sort of was like, hey, listen, I was in the war. I, I think... The, I think the kid kind of wins the argument. I think in a way he does. I believe, I which, right. which um, you know, is different than you would normally see. But I think, like, this show, whoever created the show is obviously of the generation that sure. didn't like Well, war. I, also, I think that um, <clears throat> this show does a good job of sort of being real in a way. It's it's like they're flights of fancy, for sure. Like, in this, so in this episode, he goes to the office and... And even though it's a generic sort of boring job, they have these sort of moments at work where Kevin's like, wow, my dad is doing all this stuff that I don't understand, but he's bossing people around. He's really like knows what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, so pretty, he's, pretty tight watching your dad like boss people around. Yeah. Pretty awesome it feeling. It feels badass. And, and he's like really high on it. And then at the end, the the dad's boss just like rips him a new one, just shits all over him. And it's just co- sort of a... Uh, a perspective that I don't know if you'd get on most TV shows where it's like, it doesn't end up like, Hey, look, he's providing for us and it's all good. It's like, he's not happy. It's like more of a sympathetic end where it's like, he understands his, he, he looks at his dad, like more as a human and less as like this mythological infallible dad figure, which actually this sort of reminded me, I don't know. I sort of, this, there was this I skimmed an article in the New York Times about uh, oh my 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 I, uh, a scholar in our midst I uh, read about half before I moved on before I, the uh, before it said I needed to pay <laughs> exactly um, but that um, there I guess there was a big viral speech like a college speech about or high school about unre- being unremarkable recently I don't know if you oh, heard about yeah, that yeah 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 it was like someone got up and said like you're not special yeah you're not special your parents are saying you're special but like look at life you know most people are just sort of cogs in the machine or whatever which is a super depressing thing to hear about uh uh, when you're when you're you're leaving graduate but uh (laughs) but it's like true in a way and i feel like that that really reminded me of this of that idea of like it's sort of Kevin learning, like, even though you have dreams, like, he was talking about, like, being a baseball player, and and his dad had this dream when he was a kid of, like, steering a ship. Yeah, being a ship captain. Um, Interesting. An achievable dream, I think. 
Not like being a pro baseball player. Yeah, it's oh yeah. I feel like like there's a there's a route you can go to becoming a ship captain. Yeah, in for fact, sure. I think it's probably just as close a route as he started at Norcom because he said he started as, at Norcom just loading. The yeah, do- the loading. Literally dock. said loading docks, which you is like, already got like half of it. Just <laughs> go to a different type of loading dock. Yeah, just go to one near a ship, one you sail up to as opposed to one you drive up to. Exactly, and you're well on your way, Jack Arnold. Ah, uh, but. <laughs> I guess we don't know where they live because we couldn't remember. <coughs> yeah, we were wondering if it was maybe Michigan or Illinois. I thought California for they some all reason. Seem, it really could. Hey, it's anywhere USA. I guess when I think about the '60s, I think of California. Yeah, well, the houses, sort of the track homes, right? The, yeah, like the sprawl of suburbia for some reason. Yeah, um, California Super Eight. This sort of that it was the that, movie. That, yeah, the movie. <laughs> My ch- it reminds me of my childhood in the sixties watching the movie Super Eight. There was a time. Rift. How old are you, man? I'm I'm forever old. I'm, <laughs> I'm every age and no your, age. Your first birthday, you turn forty eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm an old. I am an old man. Um, but I think that, and and I, I think that's what's great about it is it. This show it like does hit those sort of realizations that you have. Like, I mean. I remember being when I was a kid being like, what does my dad do? Like my yeah. dad was, was a lawyer and I was like, I don't like he goes to work and then he comes home and like, I'm like, where, what is the place he's going <laughs> to? It's like, and I went there like I, and it was, I guess it was sort of a similar uh, experience except for I remember Xeroxing my face and hands. And yes, that was good. To, my dad's office had a uh, like candy in it. That I would just like gorge myself yeah. on. My dad had this the great. first time I experienced being able to use a, a, a fountain soda machine, like being able to oh. serve your own. And it was You're like little, I make my own destiny. <laughs> and it was a little more syrupy, like the. And I liked that. Like yeah, it, I, it was oh, like kids love sugar. Yeah, that's a, exactly. that's a thing. <laughs> and nowadays I'd be like, oh my god, this is so so sweet. But I remember that you and I both. Uh, commented during the episode there's there's a scene where right when they get to jack's office at norcom kevin just gets in the chair yeah and his dad's like swivel office chair and it's like the coolest and we're both like oh totally that was like the first thing you did i still sort of like whenever i go to visit my dad's office and i see him in the chair i'm like i really want to sit in that chair like, looks like a, a good chair it's a great chair there's something about sitting in a chair and then when you're a kid of course spinning in it that's like there's really not much that's cooler in terms of like sitting. That's enough. Yeah, I mean, when you're that's about the most fun you can have sitting down. I believe <laughs> that's in the top five sitting yeah. down experiences you can have as a kid. I feel like if I had a kid right now and he or she were to come visit me in my office, um, they wouldn't really like this Aeron chair. Oh yeah, well there's we're in your office. There's something. There's something not as fun about this Aeron chair. The thing is, those are great chairs. Yeah, but they're they, fun. But they don't have uh it doesn't have the prestige of like a uh, yeah. like a big chair. Like a big my, my kid would see me for what I am, this glorified middle manager. It would be, <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be a you know, in many ways as much of a realization as Kevin went through in this episode. Yes. Did you do you um have any memories of, of visiting your dad at at his office? Oh yeah. I used to go a lot. Um because he was a he was a social worker, so he would work during the summer. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't have he didn't have summers off. So then I would you know I'd go along with him. It was great, candy, 
uh he was he was a boss so he would yell at people some i mean not he wouldn't yell at people but you know he was like giving orders assert his. it was clear that it was like his show you know right so it was uh it was pretty sweet and like he <laughs> and also like since he was the boss he would just like do whatever he wanted kind of you know he'd be like Oh, you want to go to the drum store? And I'd be like, yeah. And then we just like go, we just leave work and go to the drum store. And it was like, that's awesome. It was a it was a power that I wanted for myself in Actually, my own life. That's a really cool example of going to a place. Because if anybody ever asked me want to go to a drum store, I'd be like, wow, that is a cool thing to say. There was like a sweet drum store near uh, near where he worked, and like you know, he would like go in there and buy drums we were bo- we both play drums so we'd like go there oh, wow. buy drum stuff all the time and right. i would just like go in and fucking play drums for an hour <laughs> i didn't know you played drums i'm not very good anymore but there was a time where i was bordering on mediocre like i was, uh, <laughs> I was okay and the next or the first justin bieber because justin bieber i know on drums and i was I learned from the documentary i watched about him i was on that path but youtube didn't exist right and that's what happened and you were sending out like 300 vhs tapes and yeah and, really and usher was only like two years older than me so yeah. like he was a little kid too it didn't really work out but and then when usher blew up you're like oh, it's too late i'm not too late cu- i'm not cute anymore <laughs> Um, one other thing I do like, not only is the, um, in this show, the, this is, I believe probably just for the Netflix version, but the intro song is a different version yep. of the Joe Cocker song. And then what I, I, uh, they had Blackbird by the Beatles and they had also, I mean, paying for the rights for a Beatles song is like when Mad Men did it, there were like articles written about right, it was how like, incredible that <laughs> It was is, like that. the season budget for other shows. Yeah, totally. Um, so they had sort of like I wouldn't say a smooth jazz version of Blackbird, but it was very it was more eighties sort of. It was uh, like you took all you approached a Beatles song, and you took every ounce of soul and you know what what little souls in a Beatles song already because they're <laughs> Britons, <laughs> but uh, and just sucked it right out. It was like a really well done karaoke version of Blackbird. But I think I'd say watching this series, which I, I've watched some recently, I feel like that happens in a lot of episodes. But some songs they keep in. Like I feel like I remember actually them actually using Simon and Garfunkel. But I guess Garfunkel doesn't really uh, have <laughs> as high a price. Garfunkel's tag, calling Paul Simon, begging, like, begging please. to let them use it. This show, yeah, he's like, uh, I uh, could really use Kia the check. Commercial, a Kia commercial wants to use. Bridge over troubled waters. Come on, Paul. You know I need it, man. You know, <laughs> you know I'd do it for you. And Paul is just like him listening on an answering machine, just yeah. deleting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. That's that must be an incredible thing for bands that are. I mean, oh, just the endless flow of money. Yes, yeah, so I feel like somebody told me recently that that's like. I mean, Casey and the Sunshine Band. What's their song? It's like. Uh, they have some like cheesy sort of 70s yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it is, but oh, it was like Freak Out, but it's not Freak yeah. Out. It was like one of that level song. But that there's like, there like just so many bands where you hear songs by them, like that commercial, that, that Casey and Sunsurge band was in a commercial recently. I was like, this, these guys, they must fucking cash in. I was thinking, I was, I was in the car the other day listening to uh girl talk and there was like a portion where skilo mm-hmm. you know um i wish i was a little bit taller was right. playing and i was like thinking i was like man i wonder if i uh if i like found 
Skilo's email or like contact and asked him if he'd come do a show, you know, just like a college humor live show and like paid him a little bit if he'd do it. And then I was like, you know what? That dude's probably still getting checks every month for like 20 grand just from this song playing everywhere all the time. Like he's not going to, he doesn't need my help. <laughs> yeah. He had this like, he had this huge song and he's probably still getting paid off of it forever. Right. Who He might just because he has a lot of money doesn't mean that he wouldn't want to just perform. Maybe he'd want to do it for fun. And yeah. I'd lo- like, I think that'd be great. So Skilo, he's one of your listeners, right? He is one of my most, um, fanatical listeners of this um so skilo just email me like you usually do after every episode he's trying to come on an episode he's got this one episode of the oc that he loves that he wants to talk to you about well it's the episode that plays that song um i wish i was a little bit taller because that's the one song that he has that i bet there was an oc uh, episode with that oh yeah there must have been in a montage um, another favorite scene I had in this was, I think we both liked it, was the fart scene. Oh, wow. Which so is, perfect. You literally made, I mean, well, actually two things, one on microphone before foreshadowed farting, because you said that uh, Wayne makes fart noises. And then when yeah, I yeah. literally came here, I said, you were working on something, I said, just write in a fart noise, it's always funny. I was working on a on a sketch, and Craig said... Oh, just put in a put in a fart noise, and that's like all you need. Then you're done. Um, as you know, he said it as a joke. Turns out there's literally a 30 second scene in this. Yeah, where it's just them. They're like, "What does your dad do?" He's like, "He works at Norcom." Well, what does he do? He manages business. What does that even mean? He's like, "You wouldn't even know." And yeah, well, what does your father do? He works at Norcom. Yeah, works at Norcom. Norcom. What the hell is that? It's a company, moron. What does he do there? Is he the janitor? No, he's the man of churcher. What does he manage? Toilet bowls? No, business, stupid. He manages business. He manages business? What the hell is that supposed to be? And that's when it hit me. I had absolutely no idea what that meant. Fortunately, Wayne was able to salvage some of our family dignity. So you're too stupid to understand anyway, so... So... Yeah? And then everyone on the bus starts making fart noises. And I loved it. Which is... <laughs> it's like another one of those things that's like so stupid, but I'm like, I feel like even if that exact thing didn't happen, so- there were... There were periods uh, in my life where, like, my friends and I would just make fart noises to make each other laugh. Like, I, yeah, my yeah. the before before we watched the show, I I talked about Adam Rice and his evil brother Mark. Adam and I made a a tape cassette that I'm still <laughs> looking for. I, every time I go home, I like look for it, where we recorded like a 20 minute radio show called like. Uh, 24 hours of fart and it was just us making <laughs> different fart noises and then saying what kind of fart they were and that i think it, I, if i could find it it might be my greatest work if you do find it before this comes up goes up i will have to i will it. absolutely send we, it to you when camp we had a friend i went to sleepaway camp we had a friend who could fart on command Whoa. which is still to me even then i was amazed but now like 
I guess I don't talk about this type of stuff often with grown-ups, but like I don't know many people who can do that on That's command. incredible. He would literally suck in air into his butt and fart it out. And he could fart long fucking parts. That he is was so unbelievable. funny. But, How do you do but that? But here's the crazy thing is he learned it from another kid in my bunk. So there were two kids in my bunk. The, the student became the teacher. Like he, right. uh, he overshadowed it. And they would have fart contests. We would literally like – we'd call him Fartsky when he – when he – had when he was doing it, and we, we'd like no joke measure like the time that one fart would last. It was unbelievable. It was like you know how all your friends could burp on command. It was yeah. like that, but a million times funnier and a million times more amazing. If I had the choice to either play piano at a performance <laughs> level ability or fart on command there is no choice that i would learn how to fart on command wow i have not thought about that in a long time and i totally agree with it it's do you like, still know this kid i have you get in, in touch, touch with, with him? I, oh i i absolutely yeah I, I i would if he were able to teach me how to do that i would pay a significant amount of money <laughs> it is it's a, the thing is i can still picture he'd like go in this hilarious position like putting his legs up and like totally do it and his face would get so serious cuz he'd like have to like concentrate to do it it is it's and, i'm like trying i'm trying to do it right now is what i'm doing <laughs> and it, it obviously can be taught and probably not everybody can do it but he learned it you know maybe it's I mean? like maybe it's one of those things like making uh like rolling your tongue where it's like or raising one eyebrow where it's like you have to have this right genetic quirk to be able to do you have it. to have a genetic sphincter uh something special in there that allows you to do it but i wonder i'll have to get in touch with him but i wonder if he has done that in the last like 15 years because that's not something i mean in college that's, that's still something a commodity. i would sit that's, yeah. at home <laughs> and do like if i was just watching tv i would just do that <laughs> Cause like you're just bored watching TV. It's like, huh? I guess I'll do a see, 16 second fart. What you said is already incorrect because I would never be bored. Right. Because <laughs> I'd always be able to fart whenever I felt like it. And you would be, I feel like no matter, this may be an overstatement, but no matter what situation you were in, if you started doing that, some people, yes, would be disgusted. There would be at least a good amount of people that'd be like, I want to explore this more. Teach I want me. To see what's going on. <laughs> like you're at a fancy like cocktail dinner or cocktail party, and somebody <laughs> just starts farting. It's like I'm gonna have to talk to that dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the most interesting man here. Uh, this guy has a talent I've never this seen. This is a benefit for a Pulitzer Prize winning person. <laughs> and I don't know why he'd need to be benefited. He'd need money. He seems like he already is benefited. <laughs> he's by, benefited. By, he's benefited from his prize. Uh, oh, man, my, we're off on a Kevin level flight of fancy right now. Yeah, yes, we are. We're well, on a Kevin Arnold. His, I, Kevin's Kevin's big um, his big fantasy when he's in his dad's office is that he's the boss all of a sudden, and his sister comes in uh, as a secretary. He yells at her, you know, as a boss would do, and then. Oh, he makes Wayne come in on his knees. Which I, what I like about that, too, is they never say that he made him do He immediately just comes in. They never even reference it. Yeah, it's maybe like, Wayne just knew. Yeah, exactly. It's such a great little thing. And, and Kevin just, he tears up Wayne's work, throws it in his face, and Wayne thanks him he goes, for Thank that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. It's, I, I like that, too, because I feel like that's just great writing. Because it didn't need to be 
the sister and the brother. You know what I mean? Right. Could have. It would have been still a cool scene if it was just like other workers. Yeah, just like the the Norcom employees. Exactly. But the fact that it was like his sister dressed as a secretary saying Mr. Uh, what Arnold and Mr. all that Arnold. stuff is just like <laughs> that's if you were a kid, that's exactly what you'd want to do. It's also Boston. like um, it's also great writing because it's not. Because that wouldn't be Wayne's fantasy, you know? But, like, Kevin as the youngest, the most powerless one in the family, you know? Like, only younger sibling would feel that way. Would feel the need to, like, dominate their older siblings, you know? Totally. Man, what a great show. This show is (laughs) is so good. Oh, God. And Wayne is just, like, the best character. He's so funny. I'm so... I'm almost... I'm happy but mad that there wasn't ever a Wayne spinoff. I'm surprised. I sort of... Just talking about the actors for a minute, I feel like I know now Fred Savage is a big TV director. Right. He does a lot of comedy stuff. And I feel like I saw the dad in something fairly recently or he's in a new show. He was playing – he was doing a one-man show for a while playing Lombardi, I believe. Oh, okay. On like off-Broadway or something. He is great, by the way. In this, he is so good. He's a great, grumpy dad. But I feel like, in general, nobody else – or, I mean, I'm sh- obviously they're doing stuff, but I haven't heard much from, like, any of the other no. – And this was a huge show. Massive, yeah. But I guess it is – with child actors, you never know if they're going to, like, They can get weird. On. Paul um, grew up to be Marilyn Manson, exactly. as we all know. We all know that's a fact. And Winnie, I believe, is, like, a PhD genius oh. mathematician. That's right. Uh, who I, I think like children's book author. Yes. I feel like there was something about her recently. I don't know what happened to the mom. The sister was never, never a huge piece of the show. Yeah, she, I, I, I don't, I've had forgotten, uh, that there was a sister. Yeah, character. She, well, I, I feel like, I don't know what happens in later seasons, but in the first, she goes, I feel like she goes off to college in the first or second season. Yeah, maybe. She's like sort of comes back and visits, but I don't know. She, you know, is the big link to the Vietnam War and and right. the and uh, here's a here's a fun Wonder Years fact. I'm I'm all ears. My dad. Oh yeah, my real life dad was frat brothers with the Wonder Years dad in college at Southern Connecticut, and the the character he plays on the show will often wear shirts that say southern football because he was on the football team too i think he was a senior the year my dad was a freshman did your dad know him in like or know of him on campus yeah they were frat brothers so he knew knew him but like he was like much you know he was like way ahead of him he was the guy who like he was probably the dude who hazed my dad (laughs) who like dropped my dad off in upstate new york in his underwear with a chicken is that a real thing that happened yeah that was my dad told me that was like his initiation was he and all the other pledges got taken from like New Haven where their school was up right. to upstate New York with a live chicken and dropped off in their underwear and they were like you have to get the you have to be back with the chicken alive uh by Sunday morning wow. or something that is and they did it that's <laughs> crazy it was so college sounded like so much more fun before like the anti-hazing laws and all the anti-drinking stuff it sounded like a real crazy ass place really to be that's really good cuz a lot of the hazing that I, I haven't heard of that much but it's always usually like eating a lot of crap or like you know like 
you know, dep- some sort of deprivation of some sort, but yeah. that's like creative and like yeah, it's like well, a challenge. Yeah, exactly. it's like you have to work together to make. To, yeah. And the funniest thing is the chicken. I know the chicken's exactly. so funny. That's so keep great. the chicken alive, like. <laughs> And that was all Jack Arnold. I mean, now I'm picturing Jack Arnold being the guy who's driving the car, dropping him off. Was your dad super psyched when? I mean, did he like watch the show? And yeah, yeah, yeah. he um, he would kind of like <laughs> he did that dad thing, you know? Like um, I don't maybe this is just my dad, but um, it seems to me like a dad trait where they tell you the same thing ten thousand mm-hmm. times, like. Mm-hmm. Like, so one time my dad met Suzanne Summers at, like, a charity thing. Uh-huh. And, like, any time Suzanne Summers showed up anywhere, he'd be like, I met her once. Uh, <laughs> we, she came to my hotel room um, and met with me and uh, some of the other directors and blah, blah, blah. And so, like, every time he'd show up on the show or it re- we referenced the show or something, he'd be like, that guy, he was my uh, frat brother at college. <laughs> uh-huh. be like, yeah, no, we know, we know. We know, Dad. We've watched two episodes <laughs> in a row, and you mentioned it. Both and now, you know, I realize I do now. I do the exact same thing, but it's always with when I'm watching TV with my wife, and like someone I know will be in a commercial because it feels like most most people in commercials now I've met somewhere yeah, doing I, comedy in New York, and I'm like, I know that guy. My wife's like. I don't give a shit. He's in like, you know, a local Wendy's ad. I don't care. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but it's exciting for me. It is. A, I've I've experienced that as well. And every time I'm like, that's pretty cool. Well, it just there's something cool about seeing like, oh my god, I know this person. Now they're in a yeah. Dr. Shaw's commercial. I always try to email them too and say I saw their ad, and I'm like, I wonder if that's. Um, I wonder if they're not into that. I'm sure if they're well, like, I'm, yes, I did it for the paycheck. So just leave me alone. I was in. I've been in a couple ads, but not that play a lot. But the one that I am in that continues to play is I was in a PSA, an anti-sexting PSA, where I'm dressed up <laughs> as a cell phone. So I'll... Oh, I'm dressed did up you as, show that at a live show uh, or something I, I think I, I like sent I'm... it in an email, <laughs> too. Uh, and I'll get emails from people, like, I've never seen it on TV. And I get emails from, like, at once, like, twice a year, I'll, I'll be like... Were you a cell phone? <laughs> um, like sexting with a teenager? I'm like, yeah. That, why that would you me. tell people not to do that? We're telling people not to. Do- yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> to not sex? Well, Could, can't you remember being in high school? Can you imagine how awesome it would be if girls you went to school with were sending you naked all pictures? I'm saying, all I'm saying, listen, shooter. All I'm saying is don't send naked pictures. The, the ad ends. It says, nude pics. Send me some. Oh says, right, and then it says um, something not cool or some I don't know sex is not cool or something. All I'm saying is, be smart. You know, listen, sure, have fun. Don't send a naked pic. That could be in everybody's Gmail the next day, and then you're the laughing stock. How are you gonna How are you gonna deal with that? You've already no, got so no, much no, stress. No, about college. Yeah. So there's such there's such an easy solution to this. Because I feel like it's mo- you're mostly speaking to girls, right? You're saying you're you're speaking and- to teenage girls, saying don't do that because because it's it's you that's at risk. All these girls have to do is get that dick pic first, right? And that's insurance. That's right. like if you show this to everyone, I'm going to show everyone at like, school your dick. I feel like there's a double standard. If I see, <laughs> if, I see a, if a guy sends a dick pic, listen, 
It's a dude's penis. Isn't it? He gets off much easier. Isn't it so funny how quickly, (laughs) whenever something's invented, we use it to take pictures or (laughs) (laughs) to to make pictures of our penises and our vaginas like cell phones like are in the historical timeline brand new they are brand spanking new and like the second thing we did after we called someone was took a picture of our dick the first like 10 years of gutenberg press they're just like mass like of describing penises it's like just like like wood cuts of penises (laughs) like a whole book of them (laughs) like, yeah, these were... Uh... Well, the first thing we did was make the Bible, and the second thing I did was draw this naked woman and printed up, God, millions, millions of them. It went viral immediately, <laughs> and uh, now uh, I'm an internet celebrity. And... Now I'm being burned at the stake. Exactly. Now I'm a witch. <laughs> so that was all handled, that was all tackled in this episode. Yes, uh, in this episode. The sexting thing. This was, wow, man, if there, well, I don't want to... Say your idea on there because what's my idea? Well, you were saying about a sort of a now like a ninety. Oh yeah, yeah. I you mean, can say it. I mean, well, you were it, saying while we were, we should do it. You and I should do it. I think it's great. I mean, I feel like I guess this is a new thing, but nostalgia is always in. If we made a show always. right now that was a solid nineties, nineteen nineties. Like, you know, like Freaks and Geeks, incredible show. Right. Uh, uh, Wonder Years, great show. Like, there's some things that... It's always like a... It's a 20-year leap. It's like people are nostalgic for 20 years ago. Yeah. And And if you look at, like, the fashion that's in right now, it's like... Sometimes I get on the subway or walk around. I'm like, it's like I'm in 1993 When I see someone wearing a starter, like, jacket or, like, one of those game hats, I'm like... Dude, in third like in third grade, I would like shit my pants for that. Like that's I, I love that. Dude, stuff. I was I saw this kid on the subway who had a flat top, and he was wearing like you remember those Looney Tune shirts where yeah, it was like where they break Taz. <laughs> no, it was like Taz, but he was like kind of thugged out. Oh yeah, yeah, where they're crossing. And he, their yeah, arms. and he had one of those on, and I was like. Oh, there's a fucking time traveler here who got I, sucked into a wormhole. I went to a store where they had the cartoon. Uh, they had a T-shirt. It was a cartoonish version of Patrick Ewing. You remember those? Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, I need to get this. And then it was like forty nine dollars. I was like, oh no, never. Like, how could I? <laughs> like these used to. I mean, obviously that's just my. Uh, hey, listen, you buy a T-shirt. I don't want to be spending fifty bucks. No, but no one should. But even that, in nineteen ninety three, even. But like when T-shirts were, were brand new, the shit. Those shirts were like the pinnacle. When we and there see... was even a company called Pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> when we see, uh, when we see like big dog shirts coming back, you know what? If hey, if you dude, can't, if you can't I... run with the big dog, stay on the porch. If I, <laughs> <laughs> if I were, if I had more balls, I would go out and I would buy like. Well, I guess I'd need a lot more money too, but I'd buy like the big johnson brand or the big dogs yeah. brand because i feel like at some point they're just gonna come roaring back for like a year or two big johnson no fear no fear big dog co-ed naked bugle boy jeans bugle boy. oh man and the, <laughs> the, the thing is this well we'll we'll come back there my friend in college was really into shoes and like hats and stuff and and like really aware of that stuff and he, the, he showed me like this article about this guy. I forget his name. Something like Bubs, something. And he would he was the, he's the guy who like in 1998 like bought all the Hilfiger Tommy Hilfiger stuff and like 
put it away and now it's like hip again like he like knows like what what will be like cool again i feel like it's not that hard it's like 20 years roughly 20 years back is what comes back so like i feel here's my prediction i'll I'll put i'll put it on wax right right now. now here's my prediction in three no no in two between two and four years from now, mm-hmm. jeans will be enormous. Like Janko style, <laughs> big ass jeans will come back. Wow, I would be that. See, I don't know if I. I'm. I'm gonna go against that. I'm excited to see who wins this uh, debate. Well, let's check back in. That is such a ridiculous. <laughs> that was such a ridiculous fashion. But it never. It, here's the thing. It's not gonna start ridiculous. It's gonna start with slightly baggier <laughs> right. jeans. Well, People are gonna be like, "Oh, this is nice. I remember. Yeah, I used to like jeans like this." And then slowly but surely. They're gonna re- just like skinny jeans well, did. Also, they reached a tightness that we were, c- couldn't I feel like when live. We were in middle school. Like bell bottoms were in. Wasn't that dude? Like girls, bell bottoms are, are back. Yeah, it's girls like, are wearing bell bottoms. Oh, it's God. always girls for girls. Like kind of <laughs> lead the charge with pants styles, yes. and then boys like slowly. Once it's like not gay anymore, will <laughs> adopt their you know the flared jean look. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a total shiny ties. I'm Get just, ready. Whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna be and I'll be following. I'll be like a year behind. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like once once literally literally everyone in this office is wearing it. I'll be like, okay, I guess it's time for me to go get some flared jeans. Yeah, that's why I always wear. I wear a hooded sweatshirt. Like hooded sweatshirts. I've worn them since middle school. They'll always be in style. Yeah. I don't. I never go too far either way. Yeah, I, I feel like the more you get into fashion, the more you're embarrassed about what you looked like yes. down the road. Yeah, that's totally I feel like true. I'll look back on what I wear and be like, eh, that was okay. I never. Made I a won't sta- be like so embarrassed. They'll be by like, it. I never made a statement, but I also <laughs> never look back and be like, wow, I tried to make a statement and it failed. You know? We're, like, yeah, we're like, just like. You know what? We're not special. We're not. We're That's the whole un- thing. Remarkable. We're unremarkable. In a people. way, we are the Norcom of style. <laughs> we are the Jack Arnold, settling, settling for the middle. And then, as Jack Arnold did after a hard day of work, now after failing, we will look into a telescope at the scar- stars and just realize that we're sort of nothing in the midst of this huge galaxy yeah i think it'll give us some good perspective which is what we need you know i realized about that episode though as um he maybe instead of it being that kevin is like looking at his dad as this now no longer this powerful Mm -hmm. guy what jack when jack gets yelled at he's taking the heat for his employee yeah you know, so he's like getting screamed at because he's covering for his employee. Well, that's much. actually an interesting thing because when he okay, so a guy makes a mistake, a shipping mistake, he big uses, mistake. He uses a new ship uh, shipping company, and he didn't tell Jack. And Jack says, "Why didn't you tell me this?" And then later it comes to and and then he goes and the guy goes, um, "I'll take care of it." And he goes, "No, I'll take care." Jack says, right. "No, I'll take care of it." So right there, he owns it, boss. And, but then the boss comes Uh-oh. and he yells at Jack. I agree with you, but what Jack says is he points to the other guy. That's uh, true. And he says, I forget the guy's name, but he said... Blank. Something Polish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Machowski had a problem. 
and then he goes, I don't care about Machowski. You you run like you hired him. That's so true. He, I guess he did kind of try to throw him under the bus a little which bit. Is surprising because they set it up like he yeah, like he'll t- totally take the brunt of it and and I'm going to own up to this and then he sort of immediately throws this other <laughs> guy under the bus. See, I could also view it as him being like, "Oh, Wachowski changed the thing. I wasn't we, on top right, of right. it. I'm sorry." That's you know. True. That's true. I, the boss doesn't let him finish. That's true. Cuts I, him off. You know what? I'd like to give Jack the benefit of the doubt because I feel like he, the way he acted before that seemed like he was a good boss or he he was at least was right. cover for it. So that you know that's like one of my biggest I I don't have children um but when I do I think one of my biggest fears will be getting yelled at in front of my kids and like not being able to yell back so like you know someone in author- some authority figure over me chewing me out in front of my kid I think would be one of the most emasculating embarrassing things that can happen to a parent yeah there's something just genuinely embarrassing <laughs> I, I never saw it with my dad and i'm like i think that probably bought me like five more years of looking at him like a god <laughs> you know what i mean because you always have to deal with like there's always a moment in your life where you're like oh my my dad's just a guy right. my mom's just some lady you know <laughs> like you have to like all of a sudden they just become people you know like flawed humans wait what do you mean <laughs> oh no wait what no your dad's your dad's the strongest i uh i gotta go <laughs> um yeah i totally know what you mean yeah that that definitely i my, i never saw my dad get yelled at but yeah i can imagine that taking a couple of years you that like all right yeah it'd be an instant like oh like because you'd be sitting there being like well come on dad like you know beat him up like beat this guy up like he's talking to you like that like, you don't you don't stand for that and you'd just be like mm-hmm, yes sir yes sir mm-hmm, of course oh god well oh. let's hope when we have our child together that uh right by the way we need to go to the adoption place like oh yeah we that. should actually um <laughs> you're i know you're you're busy or whatever but like make time for this because it's important i agree I agree. Then you I'm know, busy too. This all started with sexting. If we didn't, <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't sexted me, we wouldn't be in this mess. Um, well, thank you so much, Streeter, for uh, for watching Wonder Years with me. It was, oh, it was an absolute pleasure. I'd venture to say watching Wonder Years was wonderful. Wow, and uh, it wasn't a Fred Savage experience. <laughs> uh oh, what's the next one? It was. Arnoldly, pretty good. Actually, <laughs> Arnoldly <laughs> is like actually. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. That's what you're going to close on? And that's how we'll end the episode. No, thank you so much, Streeter. Um, where uh, people can find you on College Humor and yep. on the Twitter. On Twitter, I'm, st- I'm Street Seidel. Check it out, man. Um, thanks so much, Streeter. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Catch you on the flip. Oh. Thanks again to my guest, Streeter Seidel from College Humor. It was a blast. It was a wonderful time. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad that we got to watch Wonder Years. It's a great show. Fred Savage is rockin'. Um, and I actually remembered where I recognized the dad from or uh, where I had seen him recently. I'm going to look it up as I'm remembering. But it's a, uh, I saw a commercial for a new TBS show with uh, the dad from the Wonder Years. And I'm right now I'm just vamping uh, as I search it on IMDb. I misspelled something, so this is taking longer. And for some reason, my computer is slowing down. 
Uh, oh, there's an ad for Magic Mike. Uh, still wasting, still trying to uh, <laughs> stick with me. It's going to be totally worth it when I actually find it out. Uh, I'm still wasting time, but with Jack Arnold, then uh, oh shoot, press the wrong thing. Dan Loria is his actual name. Oops, press the wrong thing. <laughs> and are you having fun yet? Is this worth listening to? Maybe, maybe not. But you, you're having a good time. Uh, and the new show that he is on is called Sullivan and Son. It's a new show on TBS. And let me make this an advertisement for it. It's starring Steve Byrne, Dan Laurier, and Christine Ebersol, and has Brian Doyle Murphy and uh, Brian Doyle Murray, not Eddie. Uh, okay. Um, well, this was a waste. Um, not Eddie Murray from the old school New York Mets. Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, that's Bill Murray's brother. So um, that was worth it. I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, I'll be back next week with another uh, sweet guest. If you enjoy the show, please leave a uh, comment in on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. Have a great day and an early manana. Adios, amigo.